This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. A podcast hosted by Go Eco Waikato. We are a voice for the environment, a centre for learning and a catalyst for change. Our team work across four work streams, Kai, biodiversity, transport and enterprise. They intersect at climate action and honouring Titiriti as a Tauiwi organisation. If you missed last week's podcast, you can search for Hipuna Korero on your favourite podcast platform or find the podcast tab at the top of the Go Eco Waikato Facebook page. This week, the weather is getting cooler, so most of us are starting to think about how to warm up the home and keep the power bill down this winter. When we have an energy-efficient home, we're not only saving money, but are healthier and doing our bit to reduce our reliance on environmentally destructive energy sources. Simon, our Transport and Energy Lead, is joining us today to share tips and tricks for improving your home performance, regardless of whether you are an owner-occupier, landlord or tenant. Kia ora, Simon. Kia ora, Kelly, and kia ora, everybody, and thank you uh, for having me along this morning. No problem at all. <laughs> so um, I'm here today just to chat a little bit about home performance and some of the um, uh, things we can look at in terms of uh, home performance um, and how uh, we can uh, make our homes perform better in terms of uh, moisture control and uh, heating. Um, so we, we offer a service at GoEco for uh, assessing homes and this is really to uh, obviously help the tenants and homeowners uh, to meet the uh, new standards that are coming in uh, and also to keep uh, you know, a home warm, dry and healthy uh, for the tenants. And if, if you have you know, uh, happier, healthier tenants, they're more likely to sort of mm. uh, reside longer in, 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 your, in your property if, if you're a property owner renting out. Um, but also you know, there are obvious benefits for society as a whole. Uh, you know, we have less hospital admissions in, in winter and you know, we've come through uh, quite a... a um, a situation where our housing stock historically hasn't, uh, you know, uh, well, it really hasn't been designed for the conditions that we have. We we always seem to be, um, you know, we look overseas towards um, other countries for designing uh, houses and, and the design ideas, uh, and um, we've probably, yeah, been through an experience there with especially the leaky homes mm. thing and like that um we've brought in ideas from outside and and it hasn't quite worked out so well but um so just before you go on there i find that really interesting we we did bring in um uh uh our housing and the designs and the way that we live from overseas mm, yeah but when i was in the uk the houses were toasty and warm so i don't understand which bit we missed here in aotearoa with the housing um well it, it might have been you know uh better building standards mm. um you know thicker walls thicker insulation um you know winter in europe can be pretty yeah. cold colder than here in new zealand but still it can get pretty cold down in the south island and you know a lot of our building code is still based in the 1970s 
Wow. Uh, you know, we're still carrying forward with these uh, kind of requirements that, that we should really be uh, improving, and we have been, but it's it's been, a, you know, yeah, we've had to push pretty hard to get improvements made there. Yeah, um, and, we, and I don't, I don't want to ask in too much detail about these, but you did mention before about new standards coming in. Can you, are you able to tell us uh, the very basic level of what somebody should expect if they are renting a home? Well, uh, the new standards coming in uh, are related to levels of insulation and, and levels of uh, heating. So, uh, you know, you should be able to heat uh, the living area of a home up to 18 degrees. If it's minus three outside, you should be able to comfortably, uh, you know, live in, in a living area in the house. Um, and you know things like heat pumps and looking at way we do the ways we do our heating. Uh, you know, uh, you have to provide uh, yeah minimum levels of heating. Um, but there there are still some deficiencies. Uh, you know, our bedrooms are usually still quite cold mm. in the middle of winter, uh, and you know that that's still a challenge. And um, you know, part of our assessment uh, service, you know, we give ideas on on how to. Uh, um, uh, improve that and, and think about, you know, if you're going to upgrade, uh, how do you, you know, best spend the money in the right sequence to get the best sort of bang for your buck? And one of the neat things that uh, is, you know, part of the assessment is, is that we're completely independent. Yep. So uh, we, whilst we can't recommend individual products, you know, we're not out there trying to sell anything. Yep. So we're so there. So you need a new hair pump, <laughs> and here's a brochure for somebody who can give that to you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, we really want to be as independent as we can to give the best possible advice uh, to people, uh, because at the end of the day, we want people to live in, or well, people, you know, deserve to live in warm, mm. dry, and healthy homes. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, tell us a bit more. So, um, you know, obviously one of the other things is that our energy costs in New Zealand are increasing and, and they increase by about 2.5% a year and that's year on year on year. So since 2000 to 2014, uh, you know, we've had a 45% increase in our electricity costs. No way. And, and that will just keep... That you know, creeped up on us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that, that is about right for, yeah, 2.5%. It's, yeah, about every 28 years, you look at a doubling of your mm-hmm. uh, energy costs. So, um, and, you know, as I mentioned, we've seen improvements in, in the insulation requirements and we have subsidies available to uh, help with that. So you can get your uh, ceiling insulation topped up, you can get your underfloor done, yeah. uh, which is great. Uh, but there are a couple of other things that you know I like to personally sort of zero in on. Oops, sorry, I'm going to interrupt again. I know that's really <laughs> annoying, but I lose my train of thought fast. Um, just before you go into the sorts of things that you'd like to uh, recommend, those sort of easier things perhaps, when you talk about subsidies being available for installation and those sorts of things, so that's not for a tenant, that would be for the landlord. I'm just wondering how that relationship that, that, might work. That, that's right. It's, it, it's for the, the homeowner. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to, um, they can sort of tap into those subsidies. And it's, it's pretty generous, really. You know, yeah. You're getting, uh, you know, 80% subsidy on the cost oh, wow. of your installation kind of thing. So, you know, it's well worth... And, and it's an investment. Mm. You know, it's an investment in, in people's well-being. We want to keep people out of hospital because yeah. that costs our country far more in the long term than, than you know, 
bumping up the insulation levels. Yep. And, and this is the same thing for housing improvement in general. It's better to invest early on and it saves you money all the way through the life of a house. Uh, and it, it just costs you less. Even though, you know, it might be more expensive up front, uh, it, it, it saves you a lot more money throughout the life of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And different ways, indirect ways as well as directly. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, uh, and of course, in terms of uh, costs, it's not just energy costs, but they're environmental costs as well. So, uh, you know, if we've got warmer, drier homes, uh, you know, we, we can cut down on our emissions, our energy emissions as a result of that. So that's another really important um, fact. Um, but in terms of looking at a house, I, I usually uh, really try and highlight the issues of uh, moisture control and curtains because those are two things that sort of haven't really been uh, focused on so much. And, you know, when you move into a house, it doesn't come with an operations manual. Yes. You, know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, you just think, oh, yeah, yeah, this is cool, neat house, you don't move in. And then you're wondering, oh, gosh, it's got condensation and it's a bit mm. cold. And so um, a house does take a little bit of management. And, uh, yeah, it's not too hard. Um, in terms of... Uh, you know, moisture, we can actually do something about it. You do not need to go out and spend uh, $3,000 on a, a ventilation system for a house because that... Um, well, you're not selling anything today, <laughs> are you? No. <laughs> so, uh, you know, your, your house comes with a ventilation system built in. They're That's called, quite a they, big call. They, 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 yeah. they're, called, they're called windows. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, uh, one of the key things about moisture control is ventilation. So, you know, ventilation, ventilation, ventilation. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we generate a lot of uh, moisture inside our houses. We're, we're cooking, we're cleaning, we're showering, you know. Um, the bathrooms usually much higher uh, moisture levels uh, than anywhere else in the house. Uh, you've got drying. Uh, clothes drying mm-hmm. is a big no-no for us. Inside so a house. Inside a house. Yeah. So using a, you know, a clothes but rack. you know that we all do that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the hard part because, you know, in, in, in winter, you know, it's, it's damp outside and, and you know, you, you think, oh, I've got to get these clothes dry and, 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 you know, you might put them in the spare room on the clothes mm. horse or, you know, something like that. But uh, you can get five to six litres of water an hour going into the air in your home from drying clothes. It's mm. a That's really big source It's got to be dampening outside. Yeah, well, time. yeah. Um, but um, one of the things I, I do recommend, uh, you know, is a uh, little hygrometer. Now, this is a sort of temperature and humidity meter. They're, they're pretty cheap. Uh, they're available on Trade Me and um, only a few dollars. Uh, and I encourage people just to have a few of those dotted around the house. And you can, as you're walking around the house, you can see... Uh, which rooms are more humid than others. And uh, the ideal range for humidity in a house is between 40 and 60%. Uh, so uh, if you see you know, the levels going above that, then you can immediately think, right, I've got to do something and start you know, opening windows. Or, um, yeah, if, if, it's a really, if you're really struggling with humidity, you, know, you might have a dehumidifier and, and put that on. But okay. I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask a dumb question. No, that's I, fine. Well, I know that you don't think there is such thing, but <laughs> <laughs> I challenge you. Um, you. When I think of humidity, I think of summer. 
uh, and I think of damp in winter. When you talk about humidity, is it the same in summer or winter? They just act differently? I'm trying to understand well, if we have hum- humidity in winter. Humidity <laughs> is, is moisture in the air. Okay. So, uh, you know, when we're breathing, when we're cooking, when we're, you know, we're, we're constantly um, uh, producing moisture. And, and, and the air inside a house. And modern houses these days, you know, we have sealed windows with very tight-fitting mm. windows. Uh, so they're, they're tight uh, and they don't let any air in or out. So the humidity levels can increase uh, a lot faster than, say, if you've got an older bungalow with wooden windows that kind of don't fit like quite so well. Like mine, a little <laughs> that, bit crooked. <laughs> Yeah. But that's, that's actually not necessarily a bad thing because you, you're just getting a little bit of airflow. Mm. Uh, yeah, that helps with ventilation. But, you know, you don't want too much, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah. But having the, these little hygrometers dotted around can just help you keep an eye on the humidity. And the, the reason we really concentrate on humidity is for the fact that it's, it's much cheaper to heat dry air than it is to heat damp air. You know, you'll be running your heaters and, and a lot longer to try and get the temperature up if you if the air's damp. It just it, it it's just not energy efficient to do that. So what we recommend is that every day <clears throat> um, you go around your house and you open all the windows for ten or fifteen minutes, and in that short period of time, uh, you can swap out most of the air inside the house. You want to get that moist, damp air out. Just get it outside. And and that will pull in dry air from outside. And um, It seems counterintuitive to open the windows so we can warm up the house. It, it, but, it, yeah, it yeah. does really seem that way. Uh, but what you're after is dry air. Because once you have that dry air, you know, after 15 minutes, close the windows yeah. and then start heating. And then... Uh, you're heating dry air and it's much more efficient to heat dry air. So uh, that, that's one of the, the, the key uh, sort of takeaways if, if, if uh, I could say that for today, you know, uh, thinking about humidity, opening windows and closing windows. You know, years ago it used to be, you know, kids probably, older generation probably remember, you know, their, their, their mums going around the house opening all the windows and they think, oh, it's so cold. Why are they doing that? Mum, why are you opening all the windows? And it's because they, they knew, they, they know that, you know, you've got to get rid of the stale air, this moist, damp mm. air, and get fresh They're air. They're probably smoking inside. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> back then probably <laughs> as well. Um, but, you know, getting that dry air in is so important. So, um, no, in terms of moisture, uh, you know, a big thing with moisture is mould mm-hmm. as well. And, uh, you know, if you've been a student, you've probably and been through Wapato, some flats uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, you know, you've had real mould issues. And, and that's simply because, you know, high humidity levels in a house is, is you know, mould just loves uh, humid, uh, needs moisture to grow. Basically, so you know, if you're getting up to seventy percent, you know, the, the mould is mm. just going. Whoa, this is fantastic! I love this. Um, so yeah, uh, keeping you know dry air in the house helps to manage mould. Um, and you know, most people don't realise, but in New Zealand, because of uh, our housing stock, you know, it's been estimated. There's been research done to say that um, up to sixteen hundred people a year die in New Zealand owing to poor
poor or substandard housing conditions. Just our respiratory illnesses. Respiratory which issues, we have you know, by. chest infections, right, so, whether it's yeah. young, you know, uh, young or elderly people, mm-hmm. you know, just this, this additional kind of uh, health issue that keeps, you know, cropping up. Say if you, you know, if you've got respiratory problems, if you've got a damp uh, home or mold in your house, then you know this is just a, a, another factor that that, that doesn't help. Uh, people that might have health conditions. Mm. Uh, it's yeah, and this is just a, a critical thing. And uh, you know, we have to do better. We can do better. We should do better. I mean, you know, if you're building a house, you know, you, you're thinking about the well-being of, of your family or, or the people that are living in it. And you know, what's the point of? You know, we we do tend to build houses that might just tick the boxes. Yeah. You know, only just and it, and yeah. they might just be the the legal worst minimum sort of houses you can build yeah. and and yet you know if you go to Europe and Germany and um, perhaps in the UK, uh, you know the, the design, uh, especially I know in Germany, you know, you can sense that they build solid yeah. homes. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And it's a bit of a cultural difference there. So you know, they, they design houses to last a long time that they can pass on to their children mm. and they want to live in them for a long period of time you know and I, I guess here in New Zealand you just think oh I don't like this house you know, until I'm I can like, move up oh, the ladder yeah, yeah. you know sort yeah. of I'll sell it flick it off and and, and, and and buy something better and it's like well you know if we designed our houses better in the beginning people mm. would actually want to live them in them you know for longer yeah um, yeah. So we, we've talked about how important it is to get that uh, moist air out of the house so we can have dry air. Um, and we can do that by opening our windows 10 to 15 minutes a day. We don't need to pay $3,000 for a ventilation system. It's just opening the windows. Makes complete sense. So we've swapped out that air and we've got dry air. What are the best ways to get that temperature up? To a um, comfortable level. I mean, there's so well, many heaters. Yeah, you know, the yeah. knock around, you know, 30 to 60 bucks at Bunnings or the warehouse or Kmart, which is where most people go. Yeah. So you're yeah. going to tell us we can't, you know. So, well, obviously, you know, we have to be conscious of our, our, our budget. Um, but, you know, if you do have the means, investing in a good heating system pays for itself in mm. the long term. This is always the thing that, you know, uh, you know it's, it's always good to save up and, and, and buy better quality. Because it lasts longer uh, and it gives you better service, better results all the way through its life, uh, whatever you're buying. Uh, and, you know, but obviously there are people, you know, mm. that, that uh, you know, uh, going and picking up a, a cheap heater is, is, is really the only available mm. option. And that's, that's, that's fine. It's just that, you know, you, you are aware that it's going to cost you more yeah. to run, uh, you know, an, an electrical, like a yeah, fan heater or. So, what do we look for <coughs> in a heater? Um, well, uh, if, if you're looking at, say, if you're going to invest in a heat pump, then you want to look at something that has a, a high, what they call a high coefficient of performance. So um, basically this is uh, energy in and heat out. So if you put in one unit of uh, energy into a heat pump, you're going to get up to four units of heat out for that one unit 
of of electricity. And yeah. that's good. That that's great. That's okay. fantastic. That's <laughs> a wonderful thing about amazing thing about heat pumps is that they just you know you put one unit of energy in and you get four units of heat out. Whereas with a, a standard little fan heater, you put one unit of energy in, you're only only getting one unit of heat out. Oh, right. So it's a one for oh, one. Yeah. But with a heat pump, it's one to four. So you're getting a lot bigger benefit. Uh, but, you know, the, the upfront costs are a bit higher there. For, mm. Yeah. Um, and while you're here, I do, I mean, you know, we've talked about the, the air and keeping for, for healthier um, and less moisture and, um, and warming the house up as well. But we can't ignore curtains. And the windows right. being a way for that warm air yeah, to get out. So yeah. talk to us about curtains. So uh, heat and energy just want to escape out of your house, right? They'll, they'll, it will find you know the smallest nook, cranny, crack, whatever. Chimney. It, it, it just yeah, it's the other one. yeah. yeah. It, it, it's just actively uh, try. It's like water, you know, out of a container. It's trying to get out. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so uh, curtains are the other area where I'd really like to focus on because we can do something about those and. Uh, you know, although curtains, you know, they can be expensive. Uh, again, it's always coming back to this principle of uh, investing in good quality uh, curtains to save you money in the long term. So, um, uh, what we recommend is uh, floor length curtains for all windows, even the ones even, that are up high. <clears throat> even. Um, yeah, there, there's different things you can do with the high windows. Like if you've got a small high window, uh, you could actually, if you can't actually see out of it, you're not using it as mm-hmm. a window. So you could actually, you can actually block them off. Yeah. Um, you know, I've made frames with, uh, insulated frames with handles on and I just plug the whole window uh, because all it's doing... That gets that, rid of that problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was, you know, in bed one time in, in the middle of winter and I had this, had this winter, uh, sorry, window above my head and it was just dropping cold air on my head. You're not supposed to sleep under a window. So uh, well, we design. Well, you don't this, have this is the thing. We, you know, we design our our, yeah. our 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 bedrooms. You know, you have to have yeah. us in the building code. It says you must have certain window area. Oh, right. So they they you know the design might incorporate a small window Got, up on yeah. the top of the wall. So you think, well, actually that isn't doing much for me. So I just you know in that case I blocked it off completely with uh, you know this frame with a bit of um, polyfleece and mm. f- handles on it and blocked it completely off. Um, there are other things you can do. We, there's um, sort of a, you can buy a film uh, that you can stretch across the window and you can sellotape it on and, and use a, um, a hairdryer to, to um, shrink it and it goes as tight as a drum and then, you know, you can't even see it. It's literally even another it layer of clear, yeah. Place, yeah, clear yeah. film. I yeah. mean, you can use bubble wrap as ultra cheap way of doing it but you obviously you can't see through the window and it's a bit less aesthetically pleasing a, a but bathroom or no, a high up but window yeah, yeah not at all yeah yeah so bubble wraps another way um but yeah good quality curtains uh floor length uh and double lined double lined um, and they should be uh fitting uh, right up against the window so there's no gaps and uh you know years ago we used to have things called pelmets across the top yep. of the curtains and uh, they were actually a really uh, good idea because they would stop something called the reverse chimney effect. So if, if you have a curtain that only comes down just past the bottom of a window and doesn't go to the floor, you can put your hand under that curtain in the middle of winter and you'll feel cold air dropping out the bottom. Right. So this is caused because the glass chills down to about, you know, say if it's four degrees outside, the glass cools down to four degrees. And then on the inside, the cold glass starts chilling the air down between the glass and the curtain. 
So the, um, you know, colder air is dense air, and denser air will drop. And as that cold air drops out the bottom, it's going to be sucking in warm air at so the top So everybody has curtains. to put their hand under their curtain <laughs> to see if it feels really cold, and if it does, you don't have the right curtains, perhaps yeah, for you your don't window. Have, yeah, you just need to pay some attention as to how your curtains are actually uh, performing and, and you know how you can uh, get them to fit better or um, change them out for floor length. Mm. Uh, you know, you can put those, uh, you've probably seen those sausages that you put, people put by the doors to stop drafts getting yep. in underneath the doors. You know, you can make sausages that go along the top of your curtain Never rails. heard them called a sausage before. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's what, yeah. <laughs> you could call <laughs> a it... Draft stopper. Draft stopper, yeah, yeah a draft stopper. Um, and uh, it's just trying to stop that warm air being sucked in the top of the curtain rail and being chilled down and mm. dropping out the bottoms. Because if your curtains are not functioning well, then your windows are actively cooling down your room. Oh, <laughs> you know? <wow. laughs> like a, Putting the, all the, your good work to um, <laughs> ventilate your room uh, that's becomes right. cordless. Yeah, um, yeah. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Um, I just wonder if you could go over, just from um, what you've shared with us today, that some of the key points that we need to remember about um, keeping our house... Hopier, uh, healthier, and where we go to find out a bit more information or how to get in contact with you. So, uh, again, I just yeah uh, reiterate: ten to fifteen minutes for opening windows every day, even even in winter. And it might even seem counterintuitive, winter. but you're getting drier air in. Um, yeah, even if it's colder, uh, you could close the windows and then start heating because it's heat, uh, easier to to um, heat dry air than it is damp air. Uh, and uh, the other one is, yeah, just have a have a walk around the house, check out your curtains, and have a think mm. about how you could improve them. And if if uh, you know if you need any advice or anything, feel free to get in touch with with us at GoEco. Uh, we're more than happy to help out. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, <coughs> details for the assessments that you can <coughs> do for homeowner uh, landlords and homeowners who want to improve their homes. So uh, we can offer a service for a whole of home, whole of house uh, assessment. So we assess all the insulation, how your curtains are performing, uh, various other aspects of the house. It takes about two hours, and and you get a, a, a good comprehensive report there. Uh, and also it can help you think about, you know, if you want to upgrade, where to spend uh, your money first, and then you know what you do next after that. Because you don't want to do some things before others because it, it kind of counteracts what you're trying to achieve. You can, yeah, um, trying to do things in the right sequence basically is the best, you know. It's always outcome. a pretty good way to do things in yeah, the yeah, right yeah, sequence. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Simon, thank you so much for joining us uh, no today. Thank I'm you. sure that people thank have you. gone away with ways that they can help to improve uh, their home performance and they can get in touch to find out more information. Hipuna Kōrero is a podcast hosted by Go Eco Wakato. Uh, we are a not-for-profit environment hub with biodiversity, kai, transport and enterprise projects. You can find out more about our work on social media, GoEco Wakato, by heading to our website, goeco.org.nz, or better yet, popping into 188 Commerce Street in Frankton, Kirikiriroa. Join us again next week for a new episode, but make sure you follow or subscribe to Hipuna Kōrero on your favourite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. Kia pai tōra, i hoa
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.